You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Budweiser Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail and United Dairy Farms. The Reds are on the radio. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Bank's Tavern and Grill, JTM Food Group. Check out our new line of chef-crafted favorites available in stores now. JTM, Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine, Ohio Suicide Prevention Foundation, where there's help, there's hope. And by Norcom. The Reds Hot Stove League is brought to you by Home of Free Lifetime Powertrain Protection and Guaranteed Credit Approval from our family to your family for life. Visit KelseyShed.com. RL Carriers with immediate job openings nationwide. Visit Careers.RLC.com. And by United Dairy Farmers. UDF now makes over 20 fresh bakery items with daily delivery to your UDF store. The Reds are on the radio. Now the Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network on 700 WLW. Welcome into the Reds Hot Stove League. I am Tommy Thrawn. Jim Day will be along shortly. He is out in Arizona, so we will get him on. And uh, he also had a chance to talk today with Graham Ashcraft, Reds prospect, uh, pitching prospect. Also, he had a nice conversation with Eric Davis that will air a little bit later on. But first things first, uh, the news of the day is undoubtedly news you have seen by this point. And that is unfortunate news. And I think the entire baseball world is disappointed. The Reds are. Uh, I know I am. It is a sad day for baseball, but uh, it was announced today that because neither the uh, the two sides, Major League Baseball and the Players Association, have not yet reached a new collective uh, collective bargaining agreement, uh, that the first two weeks of the season have been removed from the schedule. And pending an agreement, the season will now start with the Reds taking on the Braves in Atlanta on April 7th. No word on what that means yet for spring training, but... Uh, this is, uh, of course, the season's being pushed back because in order to safely prepare the players for a season, they need four weeks. And that is something that baseball had established uh, previously. And uh, there will be a four-week spring training at uh, some point once the uh, agreement is reached. understand that we have Jim now with us, joining us by phone. Hi, Jimmy. Hello, Tommy. Uh Technical technical difficulties, as I understand it, but uh, that is... Well, you know, it's, it's that time of day, I guess. It, it, you know, we had some technical difficulties, but uh, joining you via phone. Hey, that, better to have you by phone than not at all. Um, I was just mentioning that it is certainly a, a sad day for baseball. It, it is disappointing. Uh, it, it's it's really unfortunate for, for everybody that loves this game, and uh, it, it's it's disappointing for the Reds, the, the the players, it's disappointing for those of us that work in the sport and most of all those that love and enjoy watching this sport as a pastime all summer long. It is just a very, very tough day. It is a tough day, Tommy. I mean, there's just no way to get around it. And, uh, you know, disappointing is a, is a very good word. And I know that that feeling and sentiment is throughout the Reds' offices today and, and throughout baseball and I mean, you said it. You, you know, obviously you put the fans first, and you're disappointed for those that invest in the game with their time and and other means, and and certainly those workers that rely on the game to make a living, who are going to be affected. And 
you know, that, that is tough to take, but we that work in baseball, it's one of those things that you got to own it. You got to realize that it's, it's a disappointing day, but you also have to look towards the optimistic side and, and hope that they can get a deal done. I understand they're going to meet again Thursday in New York, um, removing the first two series from the schedule uh, is not ideal, but it's not, you know, the, the end of the season, if you will. I, I think that they're, you know, could work some things out when we go forward. Um, but we just got to, you know, try to keep our heads up and, and move on. That's all you can do. Yeah. Everybody wants there to be baseball. So hopefully this will, uh, there will be a, still a speedy resolution. And, and as you said, remaining optimistic is the key. And I misspoke a moment ago. I, I need to correct myself. You, you were right. And you said the first two series. I said mistakenly the first two weeks. It's the first two series, uh, have been yeah. removed from the schedule, not the first two weeks, the first two series, which, uh, now pushes opening day to, April 7th, as of right now, with the Reds taking on the Braves in Atlanta. Um, I think part of the grounds for optimism is the fact that over the last two days, uh, that there was more progress made than there had been during the previous negotiations, according to reports. And uh, so hopefully that momentum, after uh, everybody takes a couple of days, will carry over when they meet again and reconvene in New York on Thursday. So we will uh, wait and see. But... Of course, you can stay up to date with all the latest, uh, MLB.com slash update, continuing to uh, keep you up to date. We also have some news regarding, information rather, regarding uh, those that may have already purchased tickets directly from the Reds, Reds.com or Tickets.com for games March 31st through April the 6th. A um, couple of options. One, uh, you can just kind of sit tight. Um, fans holding tickets for the March 31st game, which was originally scheduled to be opening day against the Cubs, may present the same tickets for entry into the first home game played at Great American Ballpark in 2022. All digital tickets will be automatically updated to reflect the new game date when finalized. Games scheduled for April 2nd through April 6th, a credit will automatically be applied to your account equal to the purchase price. This credit will be applied toward the purchase of Reds tickets for any future home game subject to availability. Your other option would be to request a refund for games scheduled March 31st through April 6th. Submit your refund request by visiting reds.com slash refund. So that's the latest that we have for you uh, right now. As we mentioned, uh, really kind of a, a sad and, and an unfortunate day, but hopefully we can stay uh, optimistic and positive and uh, good things will uh, come out of this eventually, and uh, we'll get baseball started sooner rather than later. Jim, you are out in Arizona. You are hearing the pop of the myth, the crack of the bat. Uh, understand that uh, with, with the early minor league camp going on right now um, is that uh, it, it, understand that, that things are going on out there, and they had an inter-squad game today. They did. Uh, they've, you know, been doing a week and a half or so of drills, uh, which is which you see in every camp, whether it be minor league or major league. Uh, finally, had their in, first inter-squad scrimmage today, and it was Louisville versus Chattanooga. Now they haven't decided where these minor league players are going to start the season, so they don't work much into that. But those were the two team names. And I got to tell you, you know, just looking at, at minor league games in the past. Um, there was a lot of talent on the field today. I mean, you got to 
feel good about that, that uh, there, there's just much more athletic in the organization than they have been in the past. Um, Nick Lodolo started for the Louisville team today. Uh, much has been made about Nick, and he looked really good. Worked one inning, uh, punched out a couple of batters, induced a ground out, so he looked good. And um, he's been working on a changeup. You know, he has a fastball and big sweeping breaking ball as well. But if he can add a changeup to the mix, which he has, uh, which he's had in the past, but now they just want him to throw it more. And that changeup is looking pretty good. So if he can ma- not master the changeup, but have it as a legitimate third pitch. Uh, he is, definitely has the talent to be in the rotation. That's uh, that's very encouraging to hear that. Uh, and, I mean, he's a guy that we've been hearing about for a while, so it, it, it sounds like he is really getting close and, and knocking on the door. Uh, understand that there's going to be a full complement of uh, minor leaguers out there soon. The full camp will start uh, very soon. Yeah, the, what's going on right now is early minor league camp, which they you know typically have. Uh, or the top prospects, or the and, and in this case, non-roster invitees that would be invited to the big league camp are taking part in it. And then the official minor league camp gets underway on the 4th later this week. Um, and that's when all the, the younger players will come in. And again, the, everything that I've heard from, uh, you know, we've, we've had J.J. Cooper on and then scouts I've talked to, the, the Reds Dominican League team this past year was the best they've seen in years. Uh, they had a terrific internationally international uh, signing class. Uh, so those players will all convene on the fourth, and I'm looking forward to see that, that bundle of talent as well. So that's when it officially gets underway. All right. Uh, well, we've got a lot to get to on this show. Uh, Jim was very busy today catching up with Graham Ashcraft, also uh, sitting down with Eric Davis out in Arizona. Of course, the news of the day, again, uh, if you're just joining us, uh, opening day has been delayed, originally previously scheduled for March 31st. It's delayed now. Uh, the season will begin uh, as it stands right now, pending an agreement. The season will now start with the Reds against the Braves in Atlanta on April 7th. Of course, uh, the Reds will play their home opener. Uh, opening day in Cincinnati uh, is when the Reds will be playing their first home game, uh, which is all still contingent on uh, how the schedule shakes out. But uh, that's where we're at right now. Again, the uh, two sides will reconvene. Uh, They're scheduled to reconvene on Thursday. We're back with Graham Ashcraft. You're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. The Reds and World Series champion Eric Davis have launched a campaign to encourage youth baseball and softball participation in recreational leagues across greater Cincinnati and Reds country. The Reds and Reds Community Fund will work to 
Connect parents to local teams in time for the spring and summer softball leagues. For additional information, visit reds.com slash sign up. Continuing on the Reds Hot Stove League, Jim joining us live from Arizona. You had a chance today to catch up with Graham Ashcraft, didn't you? I did indeed, and uh, what a likable young man he is. Uh, super multi-talented, uh, and he's a guy that who knows when, um, you know, we've uh, removed the first two series of the, of the, the schedule this year, but you know, opening day will happen in Cincinnati. When that first home game will be, we don't know, but no one does opening day like Cincinnati. So that first opening day game, he has a chance to make the big club. He's that talented. That is, uh, that's exciting news. I mean, this it, it, he we saw, like I said, we saw him, what, uh, I think he pitched a game or two last spring, and I, you talk about a live arm, he's got it. Oh, there's no doubt. And we talked about that, and I was able to, and we talked a little bit about this in the conversation, was able to be right behind the backstop when he's throwing. Um, and I'm just glad I'm not in the batter's box, I'll tell you that, because he had electric stuff. Well, without further ado, let's get into that conversation. This is Jim Day with Graham Ashcraft. All right, Graham, we'll start with the proverbial question of how you feeling here we are on tuesday afternoon right up against uh showtime how you feeling i feel great just keeping everything rolling just trying to stay strong and healthy dealing with expectations is where i want to go uh, all of a sudden now when people talk about the top prospects and guys that are maybe on the cusp of the major leagues you are in that sentence um how pleasing is that and what's it like to deal with that? I mean, it it's kind of a big eye opener. It kind of lets you know like where you stand on the team, on top of like being just like a player that's grown up, just like wanting to make it to the big leagues. And it's like, all right, now you're kind of you have the opportunity. It just depends on how you can help yourself get to that point. And I mean, it's it's pretty pretty nice to be able to have that spot, but. I mean, at the end of the day, it just comes down to making sure you keep your head on right and keep your nose to the grindstone because the grind never stops. What do you think you have to work on to make that next step to get to the vegs? Definitely just keep perfecting my pitches, like keep harnessing all of them, bringing them down into the zone, making sure I can actually land them when I want to and when I need to, and definitely keep developing my two-seam that I'm bringing in and my curveball more because if once I can get those kind of dialed in, have a little different look to where righties won't just lean over looking for the cut fastball or the slider, make something that I can throw inside and make them kind of brush off the plate. So it's like, okay, well, now he has that. He, they just can't sit on one pitch. For those that don't know, let's take them through the repertoire. Let's start with the fastball. What are we sitting at about 96 on the fastball velocity? Yeah, about 96, 97. Nice. And the I was able to stand behind you in one of the bullpens your fastball cuts and it cuts late that has to be an effective weapon for you yeah i mean last year had a couple guys that knew quite a couple of the guys in double a and they're like yeah we hate facing you because your fastball cuts and it's not a normal cut it's almost like a slider that's 96 97 phenomenal uh you've got an electric slider as well would that be i know i've, I've asked you this before what's your out pitch and you're like i don't want to say it's a fastball i don't want to say it's one pitch but you got a good slider as well yeah it it's really helping play off my fastball because i mean the fastball has 
a, it's like a cut. My coach last year, Rob Wooten, he called it like the slider because it was like a cut <laughs> slider fastball mix. Yeah. So like it helps with the slider coming in because it's a lot bigger, but it stays fastball playing, and it's also ten miles an hour slower. And sometimes I can get it to where it's like six to seven mile an hour slower whenever I get amped up in season. So it helps it play off that fastball tremendously because it's a lot more break. Eight to ten mile an hour difference, and I mean the action on it is just, is a lot different than the fastball, so it gets a lot of different swing looks off of it. Well, I've seen that action firsthand, and I'm glad I'm not in the batter's box. Uh, you have been a starting pitcher. Some guys get mixed into the big leagues in a bullpen role. I know you would like to be a starter. That's going to be the answer. But if they said to you, "We don't have a spot in the rotation open, but we'd like to bring you with the big club, and we're going to start you out of the bullpen," what would you say? I'd say let's go. <laughs> yeah, any ticket to the show you will take. Oh, exactly. Any way the team needs me to help win games, that's what I'm going to I'm gonna do my best to help them win. Well, you're fun to watch and lots of luck, and I hope I'm doing this interview on the big league level with you one day. I appreciate it, and I hope so too. <laughs> He's got the right answer right there. He, know, he knows how to answer that question, doesn't he? No doubt. Not a question. Yeah, you would. What, which way would you like me to go to the big leagues uh, bullpen? Okay, we'll okay. start on the bullpen. Yeah, that'll work. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's it's. I mean, guys always want to start, right? That's that's what they prefer to do. Uh, are are you hearing any projections on on kind of where he might, where his projection might be? Is it a starter? Is it a bullpen? Or do you really know yet? Or does does the organization know yet? I don't think the organization knows yet, but it, it really depends on who you ask. Uh, someone will just come right out and say, I project him at the bullpen. Now, they're not saying just a bullpen guy. They're saying back end of the bullpen type guy. He has that type of arm. It's a power arm. It is, again, the fastball cuts, and it cuts weird, and it cuts late, but then he's got a dynamic slider and a curveball that he's working on to go with it. Uh, you don't necessarily need the repertoire of a starter, but he has that, and he has closer-type stuff. So they're not talking about, oh, let's just throw him in the bullpen. They're talking about back into the bullpen in the future. Well, so it, that remains to be seen. And, Jim, too, I mean, you know this as well as anybody, that the bullpen roles have changed so much. Even if you're a seventh-inning bullpen guy, that is still a very valuable asset no, for no a doubt. team to have. I, I, there's no doubt. It's not the same as when they're like, yeah, I couldn't cut it as a starter. We're going to stick you in the bullpen and hope for the best. It's yeah. it's not. I mean, those those guys are just as important in this day and age, and, and I think in some cases more so. Oh, there's no doubt. I, the, the, the game has changed. Uh, we're seeing starters go in five innings, sometimes less. Um, you need those guys. Sometimes the, the highest leverage spot of the game comes up in the sixth, seventh, or eighth inning and not necessarily in the ninth. Now, the ninth is a different animal. Anyone that's done it will tell you. You can say it's not. But it is. It's a different animal. And you need the mentality of a guy to go out there and get it done in the ninth inning. But they also need starting depth. So we don't know what's going to happen with the big league club and the, and the big league roster. Um, you need as much starting depth as you can. And he is projected to be a starter in the future. Now, just because they would put him in the bullpen doesn't mean that that would be a race. So the good news is he's got talent to do both. And that and is 
That is a delicate balance, though, isn't it? It is a delicate balance, but hey, it's it's life of the big leagues, you know. That's that's the way it is, and and uh, he would most certainly would take that ticket to Cincinnati uh, or anywhere else to play at the big league level. We're back with Eric Davis, Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. We're back on the Red Hot Stove League, brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. This is Jim Day reminding you that the Reds and World Series champion Eric Davis have launched a campaign to encourage youth baseball and softball participation in recreational leagues across greater Cincinnati and in Reds country. The Reds and the Reds Community Fund will work to connect parents to their teams locally in time for spring and summer baseball and softball leagues. For addition, additional information, visit reds.com slash sign up. From Goodyear, Arizona, we are with the aforementioned Reds Hall of Famer Eric Davis. And uh, I guess we'll start right there. Youth participation in baseball and softball will be near and dear to your heart, would it not? Well, it's huge, especially when you talk about growing the sport uh, nationally. Uh, as far as girls playing softball and youngsters playing baseball in the same breath. So anytime we can encourage them or create a haven for them, then I'm all for that. Let's talk about uh, here we are at early minor league camp, and I've gotten a good look at some of these youngsters you got in the system. There's a lot of talent throughout, but everyone loves to talk about Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, now, for those that are listening that don't know, Ellie De La Cruz was signed out of the Dominican Republic, wasn't signed as a highly touted prospect, but man, did he just, the light went on, and now perhaps he might be the Reds' top prospect right now. In your eyes, what makes him so special? Uh, well, it's hard to pinpoint one thing, especially when well, that's good. <laughs> a kid that's electric, and the first thing coming to my mind is electricity, and whether it's defensively, swinging the bat on the base pads, his mindset, his enthusiasm, all of those things put him at the top of the list. And and the number one thing is is he he loves to play and he loves to listen and learn and stuff. So when you can add those things to talent, the sky's the limit for this kid. He is listed at six five. He looks more like six six to me. Uh, a lanky kid and you look at him you think, oh that's not a shortstop, but He's one of those bigger bodies that is athletic enough to be a shortstop, is he not? He's athletic. He's he's nimble. He he's flexible. His instincts are off the chart. And I'm not really into that prototypical side thing and things of that nature. If you have a gift and you have a special player, then you have to allow that gift to show the world what he can do. And he's a legitimate shortstop. So. Uh, if anything, he might outgrow it at some point, but but then you want to let him outgrow that position instead of trying to make that decision for him. Well, the good news is if you're a shortstop, you can basically play anywhere. I think some guy named Eric Davis uh, proved that many, many years ago. I but drafted as a shortstop out of high school 42 years ago, so I do know, yes. 42 years ago. I can't believe that. I know. Um, De La Cruz, again, 
the power element is there. And when you have a shortstop that can bring you power, hit from both sides of the plate, does that make people's eyes light up? Eyes light up, heart get to pounding, smiling, <laughs> whatever you want to have attributed to him. And it's just exciting to watch a kid of this magnitude uh, because he can hit from both sides and he has the power from both sides. He's not an overly big guy, but he's wirely strong and, and his hands are tremendous. But just his, his mindset and the confidence is off the chart. And for a kid like that, you normally you see the inconsistencies in their confidence. He gets more confidence when he doesn't do anything than when he does do things and stuff. So when he strikes out or he makes an error or something like that, he want that next pitch. He'd be like, Poppy, I'm going to get him. You just watch. So those are the things that you kind of gravitate to when you see a young player with that kind of gift. Yeah, and confidence is, is one of the things that makes players great there's no doubt about that i was doing an interview with him he had an interpreter and i started asking him about other positions because of his size and he knew exactly what i was I saying know, he interrupted me and he said oh no 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 shortstop yeah that's what he gonna let you know what he is and stuff so you can't trick him and even though it's great that he gets to move around and and anything that he can do is going to enhance his ability at shortstop so anytime he plays third base and we try to keep him motivated to the point like it's not that we're going to put you over there but learn this and then learn this and it's going to enable him to be able to do anything that he wants to do there are some talented young outfielders in the reds minor league system and we'll talk with eric about that right after this in the reds hot stove league here in the reds radio network another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League. With Jim Day, I am Tommy Thraw. Jim joining us live from Arizona. Again, the news of the day. The commissioner announcing today with Major League Baseball yet to reach a new collective bargaining agreement with the Players Association. The first two series of the season have been removed from the schedule. That means the season would now start for the Reds in Atlanta on April the 7th. Of course, that is uh, barring a... um, a new agreement, uh, pending a new agreement at that point. So if there is uh, an agreement reached here soon, then uh, the the season would begin in Atlanta on April 7th, and then the Reds would celebrate opening day in Cincinnati on the 12th against the Indians, and uh, I think everybody is excited. What? There you go. There you are. The, You're there. The, the Guardians. The gar- Oh, yep. You're right. Gosh, dang it. <laughs> I caught somebody on that on the phone earlier hey, today. Hey, listen, that's going to happen a lot. I mean, it, you know, decades and decades of the name, you know. That, yeah. It's just going to happen. But it's tough. But anyway, you know, that would be on the 12th. And I think everybody's yeah. ready to just celebrate the return of baseball at that point. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, the, the reason uh, that the – the first two series are removed from the schedule with no collective bargaining agreement. You got to get the players ready to safely play the game. And particularly on the pitching side, you need enough time to get the players safely ready to play an everyday game. Yeah. 
So, you know, that's the reason that the, the first two series, at least at this point, are removed. And opening day delayed. It's not going to happen on March 31st, but you bet bet your bottom dollar. Opening day will happen in Cincinnati. It'll just be another date, and it'll be like no other opening day in baseball. No one does opening day like Cincinnati. It's just going to happen on a different date. Right, and I think we are all ready to celebrate uh, when that day comes. Um, yeah. And uh, you're talking about the... Uh, the players needing four weeks. I think that was something we realized really two years ago during the COVID shortened season. They yeah. had that quick ramp up. There were a just a flurry of injuries. They don't want that to happen again. No, so. no. So they uh, both sides would yeah. agree on that. Continuing now that uh, conversation you had with Eric Davis, a two part conversation. We'll get to the second half of that here in a moment. I uh, want to tell you though, that the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum has opened a new exhibit, Los Rojos. It's a celebration of Latino impact on the Reds and Major League Baseball. It's presented by Dinsmore. Fans can explore the imprint made by the many Latino stars who have etched their names in baseball history with the Reds and other big league teams. Visit RedsMuseum.org to plan your next visit. Uh, always enlightening to hear from Eric Davis. Here is part two of his conversation with Jim Day from Arizona now. All right, you're here working with all the minor leaguers, but particularly the outfielders. When I look out there, man, I see some uh, really good athletes. When I see Reese Hines and I see Jay Allen, I see a lighter Austin Hendrick. I see a Michael Ciani who can pick it. Uh, how impressed are you with this group of minor league outfielders? I'm, I'm elated, but... It's it's only a few of them. We still got some more young ones that's coming. Uh, we've done a tremendous job the past few years after we dropped one of our teams in Dominican Republic, which enabled us to spend quality money on quality players. And and the the guys we got some six four six five guys coming that can really play the game. But any time that you can see these guys push each other, that's the exciting part. And and all of them came in around the same time. But they respect each other and they drive and motivate each other. But you're just talking about talent from all different sizes, the way they play, uh, different ways that they play, different speeds and arms and all that kind of stuff. But when you have a group of kids, it just raises the level of everybody else. So these kids do a great job of pushing each other, So which makes our job that much easier. We put a wireless mic on you the other day and had you interacting with players it was it was really fun to watch and you talked about being drafted 42 years ago so there's a big age difference have you found trouble relating to these players it doesn't seem like it because you seem like you fit right in well i did 14 years ago when i first took this job um because when you play and you accomplish and 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 you come back and you want to give but you got to realize that you did all that 20 years ago so but the most important thing that I learned is try to share my knowledge and in, in, in expertise and information in a way that they can understand it. And the, the, the way that they become overbearing or it becomes a weight on their shoulders. So the first thing I try to do is just interact with them and get them to take a deep breath and then talk about some of the things. I listen to their conversations without them knowing that I'm listening. And, and I hear the conversations and the language that they use, and then I just try to incorporate that into the things that I want to give them, which makes for a smoother transition. The game has changed as well. You've had to evolve a little bit as well? I don't think the game has changed. I think people have changed. And and if you stay around this world long enough, you have to evolve um, be, because people come from all over. New things pop up. Uh, but baseball is still baseball. 
how we prepare for baseball has changed. Uh, but once the umpires and the national anthem, the game is still the same and stuff. So it's not anything that's that's difficult. It's just that the language that certain parts of the game they're trying to explain or or to get their point across and stuff. But analytics has always been a part of sports because you have numbers and that's what it is. But just knowing and seeing a different Strength and conditioning is the is the most improved thing because you see all the different techniques and all the different equipment that they have and the bands. I remember when when I first came to the league, weights was off limits because they said if you swell up, you can lose your flexibility. But it's just so much more with strength and conditioning than anything that you can see how you evolve uh, in the preparation and keeping your body intact. As always, Ed, we appreciate your time. Thanks a lot. My pleasure, Jim. Thanks. Great stuff there, Jim, from uh, you and Eric Davis. Uh, I mean, the guy gets the game. And, and you know what I like? He is such a wealth of information, wealth of knowledge, and he loves sharing it. Oh, I mean, you should see the players. They just, they soak it up. I mean, they, it doesn't take them long to realize who Eric Davis is and, and what type of player he is. And uh, even though he played, like he said, I can't believe it was 42 years ago he was drafted. That's uh, unbelievable to that me. That doesn't seem right. But you know, it's pretty easy to look up Eric Davis um, for players. And uh, one of the most talented players to ever put on a Reds uniform. And they soak up that information, man. I mean, in baseball is changed, but it's still at the, at the core of the game. It is still the same. And he has a wealth of knowledge to pass on. Well, I think that's it. I, I think as much as we like to look at how much the game has changed, and and you can't you can't look at it and say that it hasn't. It has, and, and yeah. there there are some different philosophies now. But at the end of the day, tracking a fly ball is still the same. The the no object doubt. is to get on base one way or another. How can you do that? How can you most help your team when you're at the plate? Those philosophies that uh, that when you're talking about the core of the game, that's the core of the game, and that remains unchanged. Yeah, I just watching him work with the guys on footwork. I uh, saw him with a session with Austin Hendrick, who's a young outfielder who uh, needs to come a little bit uh, defensively. Um, you know, it's just invaluable. Reese Hines, who was an infielder, they have now moved to the outfield. Him working with Eric Davis on footwork is invaluable. And the rest of the instructors and the rest of the coaches here, they got a really good group. And Eric just compliments the the coaching that they're going to get at the minor league levels. We look at how important offense is and sometimes forget about defense. Good defense can uh, can be a good offense, too. Uh, you know, it's kind of like the old saying, a, a penny saved is a penny earned. A run saved yeah. is a run earned. So, yeah, yeah I, I think I think it, the uh, importance of defense is certainly there as well. Well. Great stuff from uh, Eric Davis. Uh, good job with that. Uh, also, good job with the Graham Ashcraft interview as well. Uh, more to come. We'll wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League, as always, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF when we come back on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. The Reds Ballpark Operations Department is looking for additional team members in preparation for the 2022 season at Great American Ballpark. There are available positions in seasonal event security and seasonal guest services, including ushers, ticket takers, suite ambassadors, fan accommodations, and more. Applications can be submitted online at reds.com slash jobs. Jim Day's out in Arizona, joining us live 
How was it out there today, Jimmy? Was it sunny, warm, hot? I got to tell you, it was Arizona hot here. Yeah. For the first time, it was uh, one of those days where you're like, wow, okay, it's hot. It was mid-80s today Good. in the sun. Uh, <clears throat> it was uh, hot for their first intra-squad scrimmage. Uh, yeah, you were actually, side. you you had the interviews to prove it, that you were actually out there doing work today and not hanging out, lounging by yeah. the pool or uh, on the golf course. Yeah, exactly. No, there's a, there's work to be done still. And, uh, I figured you know, he'd be out golfing with Marty and Amanda. Oh, no, 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 no. We, we you know, someone's got to do this work. If you call what I do work. Right. Uh, yes. I have a pleasure, pleasure doing this, and I'm very blessed to do this. And uh, going forward, listen, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm, I'm I think that there's uh, with the news of the day, I, I think that they, they made a lot of strides that they didn't quite get there at the deadline. Uh, but there's, you know, when you look at the minimum salary that was raised and the, the draft lottery that they talked about, uh, the 12 team postseason, I'm just touching on a few of the items. Um, there, there was some agreement on some big issues. Now, the com- competitive balance tax, the CBT threshold is one that they have to work on. But. You know, I'm optimistic they're going to reconvene Thursday. There was so much thrown at them all of a sudden in these negotiations that it's a very, very complex issue. So there's a lot to be worked out, but I'm optimistic that the, they're going to get back together again later this week. And I'm optimistic that uh, things are going to work out. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think there's any doubt that both sides truly want to get this season going as quickly and uh, as humanly possible. And, and mm-hmm. I, you know, I think there might be... Some folks that say, "Well, why are they why are they waiting a few days before they get back together?" I mean, this was this was a grueling week. I mean, they were at it every day, and I mean, into the wee hours of the morning last night. It's probably best that they take a little breather here before they uh, reconvene on Thursday, and uh, hopefully can get this thing hammered out and uh, get an agreement in place and and get this season cranked up. That's what we're all hoping for. Hopefully next week we will be delivering some good news and talking about the season ahead. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of the Reds Hot Stove League. Big thanks to Graham Ashcraft and Eric Davis for both joining Jim Day. Also thanks to Jim Day out in Arizona for his hard work. Our producer today, Matt Steinman. This is Tommy Thrall saying so long. And you've been listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds Radio Network. Good night.